Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. It's been a pleasure to have with us uh, the young people from really all over the country who are serving at Camp Kobiak, and what a wonderful ministry that's been. Uh, some of you Kobiak uh, young people help me. There are actually how many more weeks of camp left? Two full weeks of uh, camp and then one family camp. All righty. How many of you are barely operational right now? You're so tired. Let me see the hands. There's some honest young people. Well, we know it's a, it's a hard thing. All three of my kids worked at camp, uh, at a Christian camp, and it was one of the hardest things they ever did. It was one of the best things they've ever done. And so it is true with you guys. Um, I don't know how it happened, but Trevor's ended up over there. Trevor, come give us a testimony. I'm going to call on you. I'm not going to ask. I'm going to call on Trevor. Come give us a testimony. Tell us how this has developed and what's it resulted in uh, as far as you're concerned. Well, first of all, excuse me, your name? Um, Trevor. I'm from <laughs> Mayo, Michigan. Very good. All right. All right. So I'm sure most of you are like, why is this kid up there? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm here. So. so at the beginning of the summer, obviously, I went with the teen group, we all went to camp. Sorry. Uh, we all went to camp, and obviously I came back and gave my testimony that God really worked in my life that first week of camp. Basically, whatever you want, Lord. I had already made the commitment a few years ago, but I just kind of lost sight of the fact that like God is really in control, and like he's just going to direct me. And so uh, I ended up talking... Mostly Dakota told me about it, a leadership camp there. So then I was like, oh, I guess I can go back for like maybe one more week. So then I was just going to go back as a regular teen camper. And then they're like, well, leadership camp is two weeks. And I was like, well, here goes three weeks in my summer. And I thought, oh, man, this is just not going to be fun. But it wasn't really that it wasn't going to be fun, but I just had so many plans for the summer, hanging out with my friends and doing all that. And so then I was gone for three weeks And so the second week that I went, after I went with the the youth group, I was another regular teen camper, except I had a couple more training sessions with Brother Jason and Brother Aaron, the two main camp directors. And basically, it was just all about leadership. And then my third week, I got to become a co-junior counselor, which was just this past week. And I worked with a counselor that's over there, Andrew. He's awesome. So... um, Basically, this past week, uh, this one kid, his name was Judson, and I was sitting down by the beach, and I was just kind of minding my own business, just hanging out, because the co-counselor didn't really have anything to do, so I was waiting on swim time, and he didn't want to go swimming. (laughs) So the co-counselor doesn't do anything. Um, But anyways, I was just hanging out there, and then my boy Judson didn't want to go swimming. So he came up to me and just started talking to me, and we were just talking about everything, and he didn't really pay attention throughout the entire week of the services, so I was like, yeah, he's probably catching some of the stuff, you know, it's kind of like, man, I wish he would pay attention more, but it ended up that afternoon, he was talking to me, and he was just listing off all these names for God that 
uh, Mr. DeGarde had preached on. And it was just such a blessing because he just kept going and he's like, God is a God of hope. God is a God of salvation. People that are lost don't have any hope. And God can bring that to them. Why can they not understand that? And it was just so simple for him. And he's like 10 years old. And it's like, it should be so simple for us. Like, we should totally understand it too. And it was just so cool to see how on fire he was at such a young age. So that was a really blessing to me this week. But at the same time, I was really annoyed and I felt really bad. But in the end, I realized it was really a blessing. So then at the end of the week, I talked with Noah and he talked to Phil. Yeah. And so then it ended up that they had a position for me there. And so basically it was, what are you doing the next few weeks? And I was like, well, nothing really. So then they ended up offering me a position, and so now I'm there for the next few weeks. And it's just, it's just awesome to see how God has worked because at the beginning of the summer, just the way that I had lost sight that God's in control and how he just, he just took the reins again, and it was just cool to see him open doors. And I felt like I really just saw it like, you need to work at camp. And it's just such a blessing. And even though I'm like always usually really happy, like just lately, God has just been giving me joy. And I've just been so happy. It's really awesome. So. Who did Trevor serve as co-counselor under? Raise your... Andrew, you want to come give a testimony? <laughs> come on, we want to hear your side. Here comes, here comes the rebuttal, okay? This would be the rebuttal right here, Andrew. How was it having Trevor as a co counselor where, where are you from, Andrew? Um, I'm from Marcellus, Michigan, about 30 minutes south of Kalamazoo. South of Kalamazoo, all righty. The floor is all yours. Go right ahead. Well, the answer to this question, having Trevor as a co-counselor was awesome. He was really helpful. Really made things a lot easier for me. It was a blessing. Um, but just a testimony for the week. Um, this is, was our fourth week. It was probably my hardest week so far. Not because the kids were bad. The kids were obedient. But just some stuff going on back home. Different trials that were happening in my life at home and at camp. And just to, and the, But the guys, they all gave solid salvation testimonies that they were saved. But at the same time, they didn't really seem to care about spiritual stuff. So that was discouraging, and just the trials and everything. I was just allowing it to like get to me, and like the circumstances, I was keeping my eyes on those and not on God. So I really allowed it to get me down and discouraged. And it was all the way to Friday, and like none of my guys had hardly made any decisions. So Thursday night, I just poured out my heart to God, just begging God to do something. And Friday, He answered. Um, Friday night, um, three of my guys, one of them he's talking about Judson, um, they uh, all. Three of them believe they were called into the full-time ministry, so that was awesome to see God work. And just the messages, both in Sunday school and um, in the morning service, both applied to my situation so well, just enduring through like those trials and knowing like a verse that came to my mind when I was really struggling was like, be not weary and well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So even though the week was really hard, at the end, I still, by God's grace, I still able to see the fruit in their lives and see they really changed. It wasn't just like a half decision. You could see, especially with two of them, they were really like excited about serving God and really wanted to please God. And you could see that they had a genuine relationship with Him. So that was a huge blessing. That was my week. Amen. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. You you hear 
these counselors talk about kids getting saved, some of them being tough nuts to crack and what have you, and you wonder if that's legit. Well, let me tell you and you counselors that are here with us, I can't tell you how many times I have been in preachers' meetings and have heard from preachers who have been preaching for years in my age bracket, or missionaries in my age bracket, who will testify to what God did in their lives when they were kids or or teenagers at Camp Kobiak. Real stuff happens there. Lasting stuff happens there. I still like to hear from a couple more of you from Camp Kobiak. It can be young men, young ladies. It doesn't matter. We like hearing from you both. Yes, sir, Dakota, you come on up. Dakota has been serving there. He's been a student at Pensacola and spending his summer at Camp Kobiak, and we are proud of you as well, Dakota. Well, uh, this week, it was week one, dash four, Andrew. Um, but uh, So that's our thing at camp. Um, every week is week one. It may not be week one for uh, us, but it's week one for them. But um, this week, uh, I had eight guys, and honestly, the past three weeks, I had not... I, my guys wouldn't really come back as much, um, and then this week came along, and uh, Tuesday, I had one of my guys come straight back, he's just like, dude, I'm not sure if I'm saved. Like, I mean, I, I think I am, but, like, I'm not sure. So I, like, went through it with him, and uh, he had assurance of his salvation, which is, like, a huge blessing, and I was, like, really thankful for that. Um, but then, like, late, uh, I, think it was, I think it was the same night, but um, one of the guys raised his hand t- during the service, and uh, I took him out back later after um, in our cabin. And he, uh, I started talking to him, like, so I, I noticed that you raised your hand and stuff, but you didn't really come back. And so I just wanted to ask you and stuff. And so I was talking to him for a little while. And uh, I, like, I asked him, and he says, yeah, I'm not really sure that I'm saved. And so, like, I went through it, like, quite, I was out there for about 20 minutes talking to this kid. And... But, like, through those 20 minutes and stuff, it got a little hard for him because he told me that when he uh, thought he may have been saved was, like, the day before his grandma died. And it was really hard for him. He started crying. And I was like, I'm not really sure what to do right here because, like, I'm, I'm, like, so sorry for this kid. And so but I'm, like, just trying to share the word with him. But, um, but like, about five minutes later, he ended up... Uh, having assurance of his salvation too, which is a huge blessing. And, um, but after that, I gave him a hug and, uh, I encouraged him throughout the week. But, um, Friday night, the final message, all I was like, by this time and stuff, my guys have come back a lot and it got to this time and I was just waiting and six of my guys come back and I had them all there. And almost everybody was, like, already, like, had all their guys. I had all six of these guys. I'm like, how am I supposed to counsel six guys? But, like, I walked outside, and uh, I'm so thankful that we have so many people working at camp. Because um, I I was able to split them up and stuff where I only had three instead of six. But, like, um, but it's great. Two of my guys had assurance of salvation this week. Uh, One of the guys that had insurance... Um, surrendered his life to the Lord, along with another kid in my cabin. And then all of my other guys and stuff, they made huge decisions throughout the week. So, But it was just a blessing to see that this week, and I can't wait for week five.
well, one dash five. But so, thank you. Thank you, Dakota. We're very proud of you. Okay, we have a couple more. Lady right here. I don't know your names, but but she's going to come up and tell us her name and where she's from. Hi, my name is Anna. I'm from Florida, originally California, but I live um, near near Pensacola. Um, so I'm a health tech, and I don't get to counsel kids in my cabin or anything. And so I was a little a little nervous, I guess, about even stepping forward in invitations and talking to teenagers because I sit in the teen services. Um, but this week, I prayed that God would give me the strength and, I guess, a wanting and a desire to do that. So then this week I got to counsel um, during invitations three times, and it was crazy to see how God gave me the words that I needed right there in the moment when they presented me with their um, their convictions that God had put them under the sermons or just things that were going on in their lives. And I was, I know it wasn't my wisdom. There may have been things in my life that I was able to connect to them with, but God gave me the words and brought um, the verses to my mind that were able to help them. And I was like, wow, God, this is, this is actually pretty great. This is pretty amazing. I'm so, I'm a little bit sorry that I waited this long to just step forth and kind of obey, like, that spirit's leading that I knew I should have, but I just I had been holding myself back. But it was just a blessing to me to be able to talk to those girls and just pour my heart into them and have... Just seeing their conviction was just a blessing. Amen. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I th- did I see one other young oh, gentleman? Yeah, come on. This will have to be the last one. I am sorry, but save them for next week. Your name and where you're from. My name is Matt, and I'm from Milton, Florida. Um, for the past few weeks... I have been dealing with guys mostly from broken homes, mostly from really rough backgrounds, and I I was spiritually tired at the beginning of this week. I just I was tired of dealing with really really rough situations. I was dealing or I was tired of dealing with guys who just were just dealing with just horrible things in their lives and I didn't think I'd be able to move on. But this week, this week God gave me guys who were already serving God, that were already on fire and were willing to grow even more. I got up the first morning and there was already one guy up and he was already reading his devotions. Um, Later that morning, I found four of the other guys just already up reading their devotions, already praying. Um, And the services, my guys paid really good attention. They were making decisions, Um, um, not like hard decisions like to turn from sin, but to serve God with more of their life. It was just really refreshing to me to um, see teenagers that were already on fire for God and already serving God, and it gave me motivation to move on for this next week. These these young people, he he reminds me, you know, when I think about them being tired, I I must confess, I'm thinking in terms of being physically tired. They're up early. They, uh, and they stay up late, and they're running all day long, these, these young people. But that's a reminder of the, the spiritual, you know, uh, battles you're facing. You're, you're mentally, emotionally, spiritually uh, spent. And it should be encouraging to all of us adults um, what we see in these young people. 
you know, too often on the news we see college-age young people throwing bricks through windows. And this is quite the contrary. And we appreciate you guys and all that you are doing. With that being said, I want you to turn your Bibles real quick to Matthew chapter 28, or these days with young people present, turn in your Bibles or your electronic devices to your Bibles, to Matthew chapter 28. Uh, We try to focus specifically on Jesus before we have the Lord's Supper, because he said, do this in remembrance of me. So I like to really focus on Jesus, and I want to focus just for a brief moment on what we would really consider... Well, we call, we call this the Great Commission, uh, but these are really his famous last words. These really are the last recorded words of Jesus, particularly in the book of Matthew. And the last words of any person is, are noteworthy, particularly of Jesus. And we should be particularly interested in these words because they apply to you and I. He's speaking to you and I, although we don't come along till about 2,000 years later These words that Jesus spoke are as much directed to you and I as they were to the people he directly spoke them to and to all Christians in between. So it's in Matthew chapter 28, we read these last words. He has been crucified, he's been resurrected, and now he's about to go up into heaven. And he says to them, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Here's the instructions. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. More famous last words have never been spoken. No more important last words have ever been spoken than these words of Jesus, and we need to understand them personally. Each and every one of us. This commission is given to us. In fact, one writer says, I'll just read it to you, The Great Commission, which is what these words are, is one of the most significant passages in the Holy Bible. First, it's the last recorded personal instruction given by Jesus to his disciples. Second, it's a special calling from Jesus Christ to all his followers to take specific action while on earth. And you and I, if we look back over the past week, the 